to our opinion. At 8 o'clock, there's a woman who's alive yet decomposing. We'll give you that at 8 o'clock. Yeesh. And 9 o'clock, Denver going to a four-day school week. We'll find out if we think that that would be suitable for here in Canton, Ohio. I hear Sam Darnold did very well at his pro day yesterday. I hear it was a little uh, little rainy. But I hear he, uh, he shined. The USC quarterback shined in his pro day. And I can't think of anything less impressive than a pro day. I can't think of anything less interesting than a pro day. You're standing there in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, and you're throwing to wide receivers who you've had the, the entire season. Yeah, I would think that... If you can't impress in a pro day, you're terrible. I would think that most teams are probably looking more at you as a person during those pro days as opposed to you as a football player. Like, you know, like, hey, the interview process a little bit more important than you out there in shorts Way more throwing 10-yard ten, you know, ten passes. Way more important. So, like, I, I get it why they exist, but I don't think they should be like, nobody should watch a pro day and be like, all right, well, that settles that argument. If, if you went into Sam Darnold's pro day and passes he made yesterday is what convinced you to draft him at number one, I'm terrified of your assessment of of football players. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, if, if I'm that, not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying if that's what's happening, I dude, I would worry about that. There, Cause I don't think they show you anything. And I don't really like this system and I know we're never going back, but it's like, dude, I don't like these quarterbacks not throwing at the comp. Dude, get it all done. What are we doing? Get it all done. Why? I mean, combine different than pro day to you as far as like, I just feel like the, the, this, this is how we, this is what leads to first round quarterback busts is that do we treat these dudes like oh well yeah if you don't want to throw you don't have to throw and we'll perfectly make the conditions for you in your pro day and then we'll come watch it and then we'll do all this stuff and then do so of course they look great and then you draft them put them in a helmet and pads and then they can't do it it's like so you feel like athletic performance at the combine more important than athletic performance at, at it at must be and it must be a harder thing to do because none of them want to do it. They all want it. They all want to be exactly where. And it's a very. And I hate to use this word because I feel like people jump up and down on these people. But it's a very like millennial like ideal. Like no, you build a safe space for me to throw, and then I'll do it. I'm offended by combines. Build me a safe space. It feels very millennial to me. Like I'll do it, but only if it's the most. Like no, bro. We need an open office format. I mean, off closed doors mean closed personality. It's like it's like one of those mentalities that I find just gross. When did when did dudes start not throwing? I don't know that. I don't know that. It could have been 25 years ago for all I know, and I wouldn't have not liked it then. There's there's also part of me, not that things need to be fair in life, but if I'm a wide receiver or a tight end, I'm kind of looking at quarterbacks like, dude, really? Like, dude, like, so I got to come here. I got to do all this stuff. But because somebody's seen you on tape two more times than me, you got to do this? Like, I'm pretty sure there's video of Brady throwing at the combine, right? I do not know. Because I'm pretty sure we've seen it, and that's why people said, look, he doesn't even look impressive. Well, as 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 a dude that got drafted at the end of, Sixth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At, at the end of end of the day or end of the draft, there, like I'm sure, as the further you go down the list, the more important every opportunity is, whether it's draft or whether it's combine, I would agree with that, yeah. combine pro day, whatever. The, the more opportunity you have in those positions, or to did he yourself. drop because he didn't throw well in, 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 at the combine? You know what I mean? That maybe happened because that's going to happen to guys too. 
And I understand that, that if there's millions, you know what, I didn't, to be fair, I didn't think about this before, like, going into my whole argument, but if millions of dollars are at, at stake, I probably would take as much precaution as I possibly could not to lose that kind of money. But it does come off very sissy to me. Like, just, like, you have to perfectly curtail it for me or I can't perform. I mean, dude, I've had to come in here, dude, and do this show when the microphone was hanging off its goddamn stand. Imagine if I had the, no, dude, build me a pro day or I'm not broadcasting. The show would be on about twice a month. If that. Right. Exactly. You take my point. Like, dude, I don't want to jump up and down on my company, but come on. I mean, imagine, dude, you listening right now, getting in the truck, driving into work, hating your life. Imagine if you could just go in there and tell your boss, no, dude, build me a pro day or I'm not working. There's just something about it where it's like, dude, we got to. There is something like, dude, let's stop kissing the ass of all these dudes. Definitely a relatively new thing of quarterbacks not throwing at the combine. I assumed it was like agent driven. Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, Johnny Manziel, Andrew Luck, RG3, Tannehill, Osweiler. I mean. All through? All did not throw. All did not throw. Okay. All did not throw. Bradford, Tebow, Stafford, Matt Ryan, Jamarcus Russell, Brady Quinn. So, yeah, a relatively new thing. Here. Okay. I thought Andrew Luck threw, but I could I, obviously I'm wrong about that. Because again, I think I remember seeing video, but maybe it was his pro day. Maybe, it, maybe well, it I was, was. going to say, or maybe it's just him wearing a you know wearing a wearing a t-shirt out right. there, tossing the ball tossing around the at ball. an arena. You know, you never know. They could just show you B-roll of all kinds of stuff. I actually took an email from a guy, and I'm going to try to get it into the show today. Okay. He he wrote me a three paragraph email. Okay. On why he will not go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, you and I were talking about this the other day. Yeah. About, like, we, we don't understand people who live here who are, like, who have never been or don't go for a long time or whatever. And I happened to be at the gym yesterday, and um, I just started talking to two guys in the locker room, and they brought up the, the Hall of Fame just out of nowhere. And it's like, dude, that's how important that place is. Like, two guys you don't know. It's like, all right, we're, we're guys. We don't know what to talk about. Pro football. Let's talk about this, right? And the one guy said to me, he goes, when do you think we're going to get Canton on board with this? He's like, I just read so much dissension about people just being mad about what's going on. And I was like, ah, dude, you give people change and they're just, you know, they're resistant to it. And I think people are, some of the, you know, the arguments are, I don't want to have to sell my house. You know what I mean? And I was like, so I kind of get that. But it was like, it's, it's amazing for the community. So we got to do it. And so, like, it was interesting to see those two guys who were all about it. Now, surprisingly enough, they both own businesses here in Canton, Ohio. So they want to see things grow here. As yeah. should everyone, right? Like, I mean, what do you, what, yes, we all we all have some sort of something in the in the pot here. But a guy, seriously, it's like three paragraphs long on why he won't go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So you I know what? Let's line. do this. Let's get people hooked up with a thousand dollars, and then we'll break down his email next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword "bills" to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bills to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online WRKK.com. If you missed anything yesterday, you can podcast it right there. It can also be found via iHeartRadio. All your favorite stations, all your favorite music is on iHeartRadio. Download it. Open it. Thumb songs up or down. We'll go to work finding more stuff that sounds just like that. You know how we're good at that? Man, this sounds just like that. Yeah. This sounds just like that. Yeah. This just Yeah, we're, I mean, dude, we're That's good at we that. We're awesome at that. And as good as we are <laughs> at it on the radio, we've created an app where we do it all over again. Download iHeartRadio. It's good. Also, 
We will be passing out another $1,000 coming up at 710 this morning. All part of a $480,000 giveaway. I need a cut, dude. I need a piece, I feel like. You got yours on the 15th, you dick. Yeah, but I mean, it's already the 22nd, bro. What do you want, what do you want me to say about that one? That's all week. Dude, I, all right, I'm going to play the boss role right now. All right. Another one on the 30th. I pay you twice a month. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, what? yeah. Why are you asking me for tickets? I pay you twice a month. Tickets to the Price is Right in Akron. Wasn't even tickets to anything good. All right, dude, it's tell the, the story. Price is Right in yeah, Akron. Dude. So this was like, what, three years ago? Right. Just freshly started, dude. And, you know, obviously when you work in the radio business, there's a little bit of a perk to your job, you know, and those perks usually are free T-shirts and free tickets. Those are the two things we get. Health insurance is terrible. Paycheck awful. Like yeah. the whole the whole rundown. T-shirt masturbation rag you, you decide which one it is our company doesn't even match our 401k so like it's real dude like there's a there's there's a real point here and so i love working here and so and dude, i don't know what phantom's doing tell them about opening the app again dude that's what we need to do <laughs> open it dude apparently gotta open it a few more times so phantom can go to the price is right so my boss has got a stack and i mean a stack of like the price is right traveling show you know drew carey's not there or anything it's just it's the it's the traveling like the show. show right and it's the akron ohio i can't remember where it was or, or what it was. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, you know, I love, I, number one, I love game shows. Number two, I love The Price is Right. That's like my dream job in the world. Let me go. Let me go be a part of that. Maybe I could be the traveling guy. And he's like, no. You wouldn't give him to him. Wouldn't give him to me. And then the next week we're in his office. The event has passed and, and he he's still got tickets sitting yeah, there. He threw just him out. sitting there like a dick. And dude, then he threw him out right in front right of you. Right in front of me. Just <laughs> threw him out right there. Dude, like, chubby little bastard. There is something hilarious about how much he enjoys being a dick. Yeah, he does, dude. Like, he, he does. Loves it. Just gets, just gets him off. He's like, you could have bought some, and I'm like, I know I could have bought some, dude. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Have. And right, that was within the first six months of when we worked here. So, dude, no, I'm still, I'm still walking up to cha- to Coinstar trying to get change for my get my life together. Right, we joke about this a lot, okay? <sighs> but you and I were both in, in not great financial situations no. when we took this position over. How long was it that you were working here before you? were like, all right, dude, I could buy Price of Right tickets if I want. Um, well, I mean, you should buy them. That I should, that I should spend money on something like that. I don't know how much those tickets were, but I'll say, I mean, it Let's was call a, them 25 apiece. It was a good three months before I felt like I was out from underwater, but a whole year before I felt like, okay, I now have expendable income that I am okay throwing around. You know what I mean? And it's very real. The traveling price he's is right, Joe. right now, and he's going to come in here and take like seven full tickets and light them on fire right in front of you. Look at you idiots. Right in front of you. Oh, man, that was funny. I'll never forget that, dude. He was having so much fun not letting you go to that. So the other day, you and I were talking on the air, Fantone, about like, we just don't understand. Like I And I really don't. I don't understand people who, have, who were born and raised in Stark County who have never been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I don't get it. And I really don't believe you're ever going to be able to come up with the excuse and why not that I'm going to go, okay, that one I can see. And I always make this analogy. I lived in Oregon. They were an hour away from Crater Lake. It's like one of the seven wonders of the world. And like, dude, nobody who had lived there had ever, not nobody, but like most people who had lived there were like, yeah, dude, I've never been there. It's like, what? You live an hour away from that? You haven't gone to that? So dude, my brother and I went like the first week we were there. We had to see it. We're like, dude, it's right there. We're going, right? And so, like, I just don't understand that kind of mentality. You and I were kind of talking about it the other day. So a guy then, like, it was like two days after we talked about it, sent me an email. It's pretty lengthy. His name's Sean. But let's get into this. He said, what's up, man? Love your show. Heard you guys on, on the podcast talking about Canton locals who don't visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
I, uh, I've, I've, I've communicated with Sean before, and I, I respect his opinion. I can't wait to hear what he has to say here. What? Oh, you know. Uh, I've heard of this. Yeah, all right, I, so, I so he copied you, too. Okay, he says, everyone I am sure has the reasons as I have mine. This is, again, him telling us why he doesn't go to the Pro Football Fame. He says, personally, I think it's silly to have all that land and all that building space for people who were good at a game. I like football. I enjoy watching the Browns when they are good or bad. However, to dedicate all those resources, time, money, public or private funds to athletes who play a game seems crazy to me. You guys like football, so you can't fathom why somebody wouldn't go. Would you guys be dumbfounded and push as hard for everyone to go if it was the Figure Skater Hall of Fame? If it was, if it was the only attraction in this town and I was on the radio in this town? I, and yes, I, would I be having to lie a little bit more about how much I like the Figure Skater Hall of Fame than I do the Pro Football Hall of Fame? You got me. I would have to lie about right. it a little bit more. But I'd be pushing that goddamn cement ball up the hill. I would I would find a way to embrace it. There's one, no doubt about it. I mean, if you had literally nothing else to, to, to you know, uh, to connect your, your, your wagon to, like what? I would literally open the show every day with the South Park. What would Brian Boitano right, do? Like, right, I, right. I would literally open the show with that every day. He goes, it just seems silly to me to pay homage to a group of individuals who were good at one thing, a sport. Most athletes are are not even decent human beings, but people go to this place to worship them like they're gods. It's just strange to me. I think it's unfair to say most athletes aren't even decent human beings. I understand that the NFL's got a bunch of guys in its history and probably even in current day that are not probably the best citizens in the world, but I don't think it's the entire group of people. Let's be fair. And an arrest rate far lower than the average American, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So I like, didn't know you, that, you, you but gotta... okay, if that's true, I like it. If it were the the Military Medal of Honor Hall of Fame, I would visit because those people did something truly amazing and it weren't really compensated for it. Okay, Sean, and now again, he goes on here, but we'll stop right here and I'll address that. Okay, DC's what? Six, seven hours? Let's call it seven hours by car. I think I think Baltimore, you can make it to about six, and so you've yeah. got about another extra half hour. So let's say seven hours. Do you know, again, I think that's pretty short. Do you know what the amount of people... Listening to in this listening area who have never been to DC to go see things like that, and if your point is like, if your point is is like, well, the only thing that deserves any respect is the military, then fine, you win. You know what I'm saying? I think people go to that so quickly because they feel like this is the end of the argument because you can't argue against troops with me. Right? You can't say something's better than the troops, right? So like, like, uh, I get you win, dude. You're trying to skip to the end of the page to win the argument. You're absolutely right. That's what he's doing. He says, also, I'm biased about the Football Hall of Fame because my good friend and small business owner owns a business in the building across the street from the Circle K on Fulton. Now, he's saying here, now, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is in this email from this guy named Sean. Says his landlord will not put any money into the building that he rents. The landlord's waiting for the Hall of Fame or another business to buy up the land so he can just demo the building out. My friend has. Um, all right, I'm not. That's, okay, that I'm, sucks. I'm not going to name the business. He says because they're talking about the building right. not being great. I don't want people to be able to know. He says he is the only employee in all those. Um, all right, he's got a one of a kind business. I know exactly what it is. There, he says all his patrons help him move every time he expands. We thought this building he is in now was the last time he would have to move. He's not getting any younger. Now he is just waiting till the landlord sells and kicks him out, thanks to the Hall of Fame. Okay. I don't like the little guy being moved around. I'll be honest with you. But much like I said to the people who live by, behind the Pro Football Hall of Fame about having to sell your house, I get it. And, and, and the sentiment about, like, dude, my, I raised my kids here and, like, my family memories are here. It's like, dude, that's what Instagram is for now. If somebody's rolling in and saying, dude, here's three times what your house is worth, dude, pack up your boxes and go. Like, what the hell are you doing? And much like I get that, dude, your buddy doesn't own the building in which his business is operated in, right? But, dude, 
I'm sorry, man. Not for this one guy can I be like, dude, the entire city's progress, uh, we're going to hold up over this one business. Winner, I can't do that. Winners and losers and everything, no question about it. But at the end of the day, that's not a decision that you can put on the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's a decision you can put on that business owner. At the end of the day, that's his decision, and he is making that decision. We want to talk about personal accountability. It is and, and the right to do what you want to do with your business. No better is, example than that right That there. is what that man is doing. So I don't, I I don't buy that. He says, I have no real respect for the Hall of Fame, so why would I visit a place I don't respect just because I live next to it? Anyway, that's my opinion on the Hall. Okay. All right, Sean. I, I think it's weird to go so far as to say you don't respect. Like, that's, I, I don't, that to me feels personally motivated versus, oh, I'm just not a football guy. Like, yeah. That would even be more, like, acceptable to me. But to be a fan of something, because he even says he watches football, to be a fan of something and to have this thing. Then all you got to do is, dude, pay your mission, tour it, take your kid to it, and it helps everything else in this community. I, I just, I don't get people not doing it. Yeah, I don't. That's kind of a, uh, where I want to, you know. And dude, where is the figure skating Hall of Fame? Fame for Christ's sake? I'm going. Scott Hamilton. I'm going. Um, but even in my opinion, even if you're not a football fan, go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and you live around here. Um, number one, I mean, you know, hey, you, you go, you see something that, you know, you kind of, I don't want to say off your bucket list because if it's not on your bucket list, that's fine, but you, but you do something that's kind of like, well, yeah, you're from Stark County and like you're supporting the economic backbone of our future. So it's not, it, to me, it's not about, well, do you, what do you think about Lou the Toe Rosa? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not what, it's not what I, 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 I want you to go. I want you to go to support something that is supporting the community. I feel the same way about the McKinley Museum where it's like, well, yes. dude, like go in like the Canton Art Museum, like go to these things, even if they're not your scene to, to help further those things. First Friday, I feel the same way. It's like, all right, you don't want to go out to the bars, but you go walk around, walk into those art shops, and go do stuff. So An that, hour. So those things continue to happen. I agree. I agree. It's much like when you drive from California to Vegas, if you take, there's a certain route you can take. I, I believe there's multiple ways you can get there, but if you drive from like LA to Vegas, along the way, there's some small town. I think it's close to the border of Cal. I think it's pretty close to the border between California and Nevada. Where there's this town, and I forget the name of it, you'll have to excuse me, where they have the largest thermometer in the okay. country. And it's you get there, and the thing's like nine feet tall. Like, it's not like, right. but it's what the town has. So everything's about that goddamn thermometer. Every shirt you see, every pot, you stop and get the, and you go to the diner, it's the thermometer burger. It's the, you know what I mean? It's everything because they realize without this goddamn what thing, this town folds up. And so when you're driving there and you see the billboard six times, it's like, okay, let's go see it. And thank God it's not a thermometer that we're rolling our dice on right now. You know what I'm saying? It's the goddamn Pro Football Hall of Fame. Here's Jeez. here's one more thing on the Pro Football Hall of Fame, in, in my opinion, and then we'll then we'll move forward. Here's why I think it's important. The world has never been smaller than it's ever been right now. Meaning, right. social media has brought everybody together, and everybody's opinion can like form into one. Right? right. The fact that there's not a petition out there to move things like the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Cooperstown to cities that excuse me matter, and I'm air quoting that is. Honestly, it's a little shocking to me. Right. Like, dude, what if they just said, you know what? All right, this is going to be a hassle for Canton, Ohio. Philadelphia is sitting there with arms wide open going, bring it right here. 
right? Like Chicago, L.A. Aren't you almost surprised at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Even though like Alan Freed said it on this, you know what I mean, whatever. But aren't you almost surprised that these things aren't in bigger cities? I am. Yeah, I mean, as they, you know, those are already tourist destination cities. Those are already where, so it's like what would make all the sense in the world there. You're here anyway. And you're right. In, in, In a world, in the digital, you know, era, like... This is something that you can't just take a picture of and be like, okay, because you can just take a picture of the thermometer and some dude standing next to it and be like, oh, wow, man, that's really big. This is something you have to come to. It's not just like you can, you know, you you can't experience it without being there. So this is drawing people, bodies, money, dollars into our economy. I love our audience. Jesse tweeting in says, Stansbury, World Figure Skating Hall of Fame, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Get there. All right, 20 million road trip, dude. Let's get a bus. I'll be the captain. We're all going figure skating, which I'm terrified to do, by the way. I don't know how to ice skate at all, and it terrifies me. But I want to go to the World Figure Skating Hall of Fame. And you know what, Sean? We're making you go with us. It was your goddamn idea. You're on the bus. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106 Knox 9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Dude, your boy LeBron James balled out last night, huh? He's all right, that LBJ. 35 points, 17 assists, no turnovers, sets an NBA record. I mean, think about that, dude. 35 points, 17 assists. I only watched the first quarter of the game last night. I got the rest of it DVR'd. I'm sure this afternoon I'll tear into it. Um, but Toronto is honestly the premier team of the East right now. When you A lot look of people at, have them winning it. When you look at everything that's you know happened with Boston and their injuries and whatever happens with Kyrie Irving and his knee and, and obviously the uh, floundering Cavaliers throughout the season have put themselves kind of you know down a rung. So like. Toronto, the premier team in the East, and uh, for for them to go out and get it last night like that, especially with LeBron balling like that, and dude, Kevin Love looked great in the first quarter, confident, and offense was running through him. Like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, you got I think ten games left, something like that, before the playoffs get underway. So I don't know if they're going to move up in the rankings, but I like where the Cavaliers are right now, as opposed to where they were three months ago. Bill Simmons from The Ringer, former ESPN guy. Yeah, I guess I tweeted out last night during the game. Any team with good guards is, any team with good guards is going to destroy this goofy Cleveland team offensively. We saw it ten days ago with Portland too. It's been happening all season. There is no on-off switch for this. They absolutely stink defensively. I'm not going to argue with the greater point of that and and, and and the problems within the backcourt, but I, they did it last night. So this is not, I this is not me, okay? But I but I saw this. I think it was Jason Whitlock and Chris Broussard on, on FS1 the other day. We're talking about how the Cavs will get better defensively in the playoffs just simply because in the fourth quarter, LeBron will move over and guard the best player. The first three quarters, he may let you know that guy go, yeah. you know, be guarded by somebody else. But when it comes down to lockdown time, now I'm going to save this energy, and in the fourth quarter, I'm going to stop your best player from scoring. Um, yes, and I think that as a 15-year veteran who's obviously very um, mindful of his energy and his body and all that, I think he knows how to do that. I think LeBron is certainly you know, a master of that. Um, interesting to note, we've got, I think, 10 games left in the NBA season. Something Maybe maybe it's between 15 and 10 at this point. I don't know where. Um, but LeBron has not sat out a game this year, which flies in the face of what I said at the end of last year, that he was going to sit this year more, more than ever. I thought this was going to be his year of like, dude, I don't care. I'm sitting. I'm waiting for the playoffs. Where, Hasn't missed one. Where are his minutes at? Is he playing in every game just less minutes per game, or is he still up there in minutes? Doesn't, I don't know. 
know. Doesn't seem like it. I mean, you look at his stat lines, and it's like, no, I don't. I I can't tell you what what his you know minutes per game is right now. But if you're putting up stats like that, you're obviously playing significant. You're minutes. out there on the floor. Yeah, right? I, mean, I would it's, think it, it, it's it's not like he's it's not like he's playing half the game. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. There's a there's an interesting story here, and um. I, this is good news. I, I and I'm just. I guess maybe I'm such a pessimist that I have a hard time believing that that people like this exist. But there's a woman in Kansas who was working at like I don't know, like some type of convenience store, right? And they sold a lottery ticket that was worth a million dollars. And a woman that works at the store where it was sold found it on the floor, tracked down the person who won it, and gave it back. What did that? Well, lady, the other lady drop it? Yeah, I think they Ugh. dropped it. Ugh. And so she finds so some somehow, some way, she tracked these people down, found it, and gave it back. Or do you think she, the 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 winner, thought it was a loser and was like, yeah, whatever, screw this thing? That could have happened, man. Too. But I thought about that. Like I like to think of myself as a not bad person. I won't go so far as to say I'm a good one, but I'm a, but, <laughs> I am not bad. But, but right. I'm a, I'm not the worst. You're, you're ever like, gonna you're, meet. Like, you're like purgatory in a human. There. Like yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. That's I, I like that analogy. I like it. But, like, if Fantone were walking in front of me in the hallway, reached into his back pocket to grab something, and a $20 bill fell out of it, I'm not going to pick it up and stick it in my pocket. I'm going to be like, yo, bro, here's your 20 bucks, right? Do the same for a stranger. It depends what they look like. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. I, uh, I, I, yes. Okay? Yes. But a million-dollar lottery ticket? Like, dude, life-changing I mean, because even $50, like, even a $50 bill, that's not changing my life. It's going to change my afternoon. Change your day, yeah. It's going to change my day. It's not going to change my life. But life-changing money, I don't know who I am in that in that situation. I don't. I'd like to say, oh, I'm the guy, the guy that gives it back to you, but am I? It's a million dollars. That'd be a lot. It'd be a lot harder than 20 bucks. 20 bucks is very, yeah, of course, dude, I'm a good person. Um, You up the ante, and all of a sudden, you do start scratching your head. I wonder if this lady um thought that... She was going to get caught, therefore it was going to be better for her to uh, report it. How are you going to get caught? She works at the convenience store, so if you go into the lottery, because you can't just go up to, you know, you can't go up to to Giant Eagle's get-go and be like, hey, I've got this winning lottery ticket for a million dollars. No, that's true. You have to go to the lottery office, and they, you know, do... Uh, I think it's I, Columbus, I, right? Um, no, I think there's one here, but I think if something significant like that, you might have to go to the state one. I know there's one up by the Royal Vision Institute, like a lottery office, where if you have, like, a bigger winning, you can get it taken care of there. Um, and but, if you got your eyes done at Royal Holt, you'd be able <laughs> to see the drive, sign driving by drive it. Drive right over there with those winnings um but if 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 you go into that lottery office and you say hey this is my winning lottery ticket they're going to take information from you i would assume where did you buy it where do you work and when it's like well i work at the bp that sold, sold this it. ticket they're going to be right. like what, what what's going on see these the- goddamn cameras you know what <laughs> right, i mean they're gonna look at cameras they're gonna be like all right you know you did not buy this, this technology is just not good you can't do you used to be able to steal a million bucks from somebody you didn't know now now you can't do that we're in a handbasket <laughs> Yes, we are. Indeed, we are. More Stansberry Show at $1,000 for you. Up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll uh, get you hooked up with $1,000 here momentarily. Also, 745. Before you go to the movies, you're going to want to hear what we have to tell you at 745. Okay. Dude, the movies are way more dangerous than you thought. Really? Yep. Okay. Especially if you take your phone into the theater. Take my phone in there. Yeah, you shouldn't. Man. At seven forty-five, I'm going to give you the best reason ever to leave your phone in your car while you go into the movie theater. I'll have to stick around. Yeah. Well, you probably should. Yeah, I got to be here. 
All right. I uh, we are an hour into the program, mm-hmm. and I have. I've already had to scrap one of my plans for the day. Okay. I felt like yesterday's show was very good. I listened to it while I was at the gym yesterday um, while working out. I've been doing that a lot lately. I've been uh, going back and listening to the podcast, trying to figure out ways where we can get tighter, better, and that, that kind of thing, self-evaluating while I'm at the gym. But yesterday's show was pretty heavy. It was okay. very, very, very heavy. And so like, what I didn't want to do is be like, let's not do two heavy shows back-to-back. Kind of like, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, dude, kind of scream, you know, yesterday got a little serious. You know what I mean? Let's swim back to the shallow end of the pool a little bit. And one of the ways I was going to try to do that today was not mention the president at all. I was going to be like, I don't care what's going on with him today. I'm just going to stay away from it. But I can't. Okay. Because something awesome has happened. I mean, something awesome has happened. I guess Joe Biden was speaking to some people. I guess University of Miami. And he had some Trump comments and... You know, they were talking about the infamous, like, locker room tape, and, you know, he says, I've been in a lot of rock- locker rooms, I'm a pretty damn good athlete, and he akined Trump to the fattest, ugliest SOB in the room. And, again, Biden tied the criticisms of Trump on Tuesday to a call for men on university campuses to hold one another accountable to prevent acts of sexual assault. And uh, Biden went on to say, guys, any man on campus who sees a fraternity brother taking a drunken co-ed up the stairs and doesn't walk up and say, not in my house, is a damn coward, Biden said. Flat, simple, coward. Coward. What do you have to say? I can I can get behind that thought of, like, men are going to be responsible, and we, we should, we should you know, expect right. more out of each other. And I know people Sorry. who are anti-Joe Biden are going to point out to me and show me that, dude, all the pictures of him being creepy with chicks and, like, whole, and, dude, Biden is a little bit of a creep. He is that uncle that's a little too touchy with you. Yeah, no question okay. about it. And full disclosure, okay, because people always think that I'm on one side or the other. I will tell you that when Barack Obama ran the first time, Joe Biden, when he was still in the race to be president, that was the guy I was going to back. Is that I felt like when I would listen to Joe Biden, I was like, dude, this guy feels like he's, you know, there's I, obviously you're going to be able to show me some things in his voting record and some of his ideas that I'm going to be like, yeah, that's crazy. But overall, dude, you just you have to pick a person. And that was kind of the person I was going to pick. He does a decent job as a politician of number one, being very relatable and number two, presenting himself as he has a mastery of what he's speaking about. And that's important for a politician. Hey, well, I'm, was. I'm smarter than you, but not that much smarter than right. you. He is really he is a relatable guy, but he does get a little creepy with that with the touchy feely stuff. I would totally agree with that. So the president now has responded. It's about 45 minutes ago via his favorite platform ever, which is Twitter, which I'm at Trump's Twitter page right now, and he follows 45 people exactly. Now, am I reading too much into this, or is it because he's the 45th president, so I'm following 45? I really think that's why. I've also always said, dude, that he likes Twitter because Twitter starts with T, so does Trump. I I feel like that's why he likes Twitter, right? So he's responded via Twitter, says, Crazy Joe Biden is trying to act like a tough guy. Actually, he is weak, both mentally and physically, and yet he threatens me for the second time with physical assault. He doesn't know me, but he would go down fast and hard. Oh, my gosh. Crying all the way. Don't threaten people, Joe. This is the greatest time to be alive ever. Is that what it is? Yes, is, it, is, is, is that dude, what it is, dude? Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm done being depressed and sad and like you know and, and, and worried about everything and taking everything so seriously, dude. I'm enjoying the ride. Strap in. Cause dude, like I just think it's great. Dude, imagine if Lincoln had Twitter and they were threatening body blows. <laughs> right, right. The vice president was saying, Lincoln, yo, I'm gonna come kick your ass, man. Like 
dude, it is so great. It is, this is the greatest thing ever. Now, guys, if this is what's happening in 2018, how am I supposed to think that in 2028 we don't celebrity box to figure right. out who's president? Right, right. No, I mean, you Todd know. Todd Bridges versus Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> like, right? President uh, Macho Camacho is is just inevitable at this point. We're it right feels around like, the corner, right? If not already there. Was it Brondo they drink in that movie? Um, I, uh. At the beginning of all of this, where this really starts here, is. Do you agree with the fact of, or the opinion of, violence does not have a place in politics? And I think most of us should agree with that. So really, if that's what we're going with, both these dudes are in the wrong. I agree. I understand Joe Biden trying to make the point of like, hey, I'm, I, you know, chivalry, and you know, I'm a man that takes care of women, and and and, and, and you know, I'm going to fight for those who are being, you know, victimized. I get what you're saying there, of like, man, if it was in high school and I saw you do this, but it's like, dude, you're not. You're t- you are a vice president of the United States of America talking about the current president of the United States of America. So to bring it into that, into that, like, hey, I'm going to kick your ass, bro. It really shouldn't be sandbox type stuff. You're both 75 effing years old. Neither one of you are kicking anyone's ass. Which is what are you talking about? Dude, are you kidding me? I want to see, dude, I want to see this fight so bad. Just two 80-year-old dudes out there in sports bras just trying, just trying to knock each other out. How'd you win the election? Well, it was a body blow to the ribs. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Dude, this is the best time to be alive ever. Ever. We can't start, we can't start like fighting for presidency. Stipe is going to be president of America, bro. What are we gonna do then? That's a republic I can get behind. Just President Stipe? I alright, here's the thing. Fighting's maybe too far. But maybe we do it slice the snow, you know, slice, you know, slice alone, no. and we go over the top style. You no. know, what I mean? like, no. dude, we arm wrestle for presidency. Yeah, I like it. It's the grip, man. Do it. Turn the hat, dude. Imagine Trump turning the hat backwards to put the hammer down. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Dude, pretty soon it's just going to be pick a number out of a hat and you get to run the country, right? I mean, that's pretty much where we're headed. I cannot believe I have lived long enough for a dude banging a porn star not to be a story, not to be as big. Dude, I can't believe that's not a bigger story. Like, I know it's being covered. I know people are talking to her. She did 60 Minutes, which, by the way, dude, you know she's going to dance around everything. I don't know why anybody would watch that. You know she's not going to tell you anything you don't already know. She can't. So, like, that's real. that whole thing's ridiculous, putting her on stuff like that, because it's like, I get people are going to watch it, but I don't know why. But, like, it just seems, and I've been saying this for about a month, where it's like, dude, we are desensitized to crazy. Like, we just are. Like, I can't, dude, if Ronald Reagan would have been going back and forth because, but now let me ask you, is it the times or if we would have given the human being this technology then, would we have been there then? I don't think you would have been here. I mean, at the end of the day, I know people are like, I can't believe the president's tweeting. And I can. I'm okay with that. Oh, I mean, I'm, it's okay. A, I'm okay it's, with it, him it, being it, on Twitter. It's, it's a new platform, and it's like, that's how things are getting done. Oh, get off Twitter. Tell Comey to get off Twitter. These guys shouldn't even be on Twitter. No, I'm okay with that. Um, but I think it's just, it, it, it's it's got less to do with the platform and more to do about, you know, who we are. Maybe. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I wonder, but my point being is if I gave people back in 1988 this technology, does it put the foot on the gas pedal to bring people to who we are now faster? And I think yes. I think yes. I think had we known what everybody was thinking back then, first of all, I think if we would have had Twitter from the beginning of time, you would you would realize now that the good old days were not. That there was no such thing as the good old days. 
that it never really existed. And that this a lot of this posting of, I miss the America I grew up in. Dude, well, if you're my age, you grew up in the gas shortage. You grew up with that. You grew up, I mean, did you, see, you see what I'm saying? Like this, this whole, like the world was so much better back when. Yeah, because you were on an effing big wheel and you went to bed at 8 o'clock at night matter. and you didn't know anything else. Of course the world was better when you were five and had no responsibilities. Of course it was awesome then. Oh my God, dude. This is the greatest time to be alive, dude. I love it. Crazy Joe Biden trying to act like a tough guy. Actually, he is weak both mentally and physically. And yet he threatens me for the second time with physical assault. He doesn't know me, but he would go down fast and hard. I can't believe the president didn't say, like a prom date right there, crying all the way. Don't threaten people, Joe. That, by the way, 10,000 responses, 5,500 retweets, and 18,000 likes. Trump has 49.3 million followers on Twitter. Man. Man. Dude, Twitter's got to love him, dude. They just have to love him. With all the other social media out there, and this is the one he uses, they have to love him. Secretly, I know their thing online is we want to shut up conservatives, and they do. They do a good job of it. But at the end of the day, they love the fact that the president is addicted to their platform. Man, I can't wait for celebrity boxing for Run the Country. It would be so great. God, that would be great. You're shot at $1,000 right now. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have tickets for the Honor Fighting Championships. That event, I believe, is this Saturday? March 31st. 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 This Saturday is Ohio Championship Wrestling right there. So, you know, a little plug for both of them. But no, we got tickets for the 31st. Yeah, we'll get you into that Honor Fighting Championships. We'll do that at 8.30 this morning. Also, you can find Phantom this Sunday, noon to 2, as he'll be at the T-Mobile store outside of Belden Village. Boy, he's going to be busy. Things going on. Yeah, it's good. It's a good weekend. So, the na- uh, the National Baseball Hall of Fame made the official announcement Wednesday that Jim Tomey will wear the Block C cap on his plaque at the National uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. I don't, again, we kind of knew this was coming. I mean, Tomey said like two months ago, I think it was. Right. Like, dude, the, 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 this is what it's going to be. Um, and I guess they have said that Chief Wahoo logo will never go on another piece of on any new plaque going into the Hall of Fame is basically what they're saying here. And I saw the uproar over this again yesterday, which I didn't understand. It's like, dude, we, we knew. So, like, why when it gets announced again are you all the way back? On the Like, here's my point. We lost. All right? I'm one of these guys that I understand why certain people look at the Chief Wahoo logo and go, ah, oh, that's probably not right. All right? I do get it. But I also maintain that that logo being on a baseball hat didn't stop a Native American from becoming a doctor, lawyer, or CPA in this country. And anybody tries to tell me otherwise is a liar and foolish. All right? So, like, both things can be true at the same time. It could be a little like, ah, that's probably not the best thing for us to be doing. But ultimately, it didn't put a foot on your, or like, on your neck and not allow you to move forward in society. Like, that's a laughable argument. It's just ridiculous. Okay? So, like, I'll excuse craziness. Like, I'm not allowing craziness in the conversations. But we knew this was going to happen. And if you ask me, the Block C is perfect for right now. Perfect. It's the exact kind of logo that makes sense for the world we live in now. It's sanitized. You can't have no opinion about it whatsoever. It's blah. And that's exactly what we all want right now. 
is we want no personality in anything. Notice it's even a block. It doesn't even have real curves because that could be suggestive. I just think it looks sharp. Like, I do like the block C. I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, what a pussy. And it's like, no, dude, I genuinely like the way those hats look. I think they look cool. I... I don't dislike it. Like it's not like, but it, but it evokes no emotion. Like it's not cool looking, but I don't dislike it. Um, there's you know plenty of other lettering hats. You know what I'm saying? Like Detroit's got the iconic D. Um, you know Chicago has a very you know it, it it's C. When you see that C, you know exactly what it is. Okay. I I mean I just you know it's not out of the um the realm of what what baseball teams put on their hats too you know what i'm saying like there's a ton of other teams that literally just have a letter or two letters on their hat i was going to say san diego i mean yeah new york probably, i mean it's yeah, it's probably. very it's very commonplace it it's it, it and it's a simple symbol i personally really like the old i was it the 70s that that, that crooked c i don't love that one oh see i love I like that block, i like block better really mm-hmm. i think the block c is the perfect logo for right now it's it's the most it's the most boring, non-offensive, have no opinion on, just blanket logo for right now, and that's what America wants. We want a very sanitized, don't exert your personality version, and so I think it's perfectly representative of the times we live in. So put it on the plaque right now. I, I just, I, but again, like the anger I saw yesterday at the official announcement, it's like, dude, this this news soft leaked a month ago. Yeah, and he even came out and said it, yeah. correct? That that's what he wanted. Um, now, I think yesterday was the first time that you had heard, or I had heard at the very least, um, that moving forward, the Hall of Fame wasn't even going to give you that option. Yeah, but come on. Couldn't right. you, I mean, couldn't you connect the dots of what was going to happen there? As this is in the conversation for both the Indians and the and, and Major League Baseball, you didn't think they were going to be like, well, we're not going to do it for Tommy, but for Manny Ramirez, we will. Right, like, right, come right. On. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys, Omar, come you can on. put on Wahoo. Right. I mean, you didn't think that this was going to be part of it. Like, they're they're using Tommy as like as you know the canary in the coal mine on it. Now we've talked about this before in the past, where like I think both of us can remember being kids and there being some sort of murmuring of this. You know, maybe it wasn't as hot as it is today, just because like social media didn't exist. But the pushback against Chief Wahoo is a long time conversation. Oh, dude, they yanked him off the side of the stadium. What, nineteen eighty? Nine or I mean, like I mean, for as, for as long as I've been going down to baseball games, and I mean that goes back to the you know the the, the municipal stadium. I mean, like I can remember there being a conversation of it. I don't think I was necessarily old enough to know the difference of, of what was happening there. Um, but now that okay, so now MLB is moving away from it. Now the Hall of Fame is no longer allowing it. In five years, are we done with this? No, no, still going on. No, um, it'll be longer than that, dude, because what you're going to need is you're going to need a generation of people to grow up without it, and then you'll be done with it. You won't be done with it until the people who are so staunchly for it die off. Now, I still have things with Chief Wahoo on it, and I'm not throwing them out because he's on it. I have a T-shirt from like the great run in the 90s. He's on it. I'm not throwing that out. Are you kidding me? My mom bought me golf head, you know, club head covers for my driver three wood and hybrid for Christmas. They have Chief Wahoo on them. I'm not throwing that away. They're still rapid. Well, although I will say I only have it on the driver because I feel like, oh, maybe three. I don't know why I'm like, well, three is bad. But like, I was like, you know what I mean? But then again, it was just about I don't like how all three of them look in a row like that. But it's like, dude, I'm not not using this stuff I, I because here's the thing. Like, I know that I'm not a person who's looking to hold down a Native American person in any way, shape, or form. 
So I don't feel like me wearing something I've had for 20 years or just having something on my golf clubs make me something that I'm not. It's my actions will make me something that I'm not. And I know what you're saying right now. Well, putting that T-shirt on is an action, and that action is an aggression or a microaggression. I know, buddy. I know. I know. But you're just going to have to deal with it. Because, like I said, even the team doesn't totally believe in what they're doing. They're still selling it to you at the goddamn stadium. Now, I defended that action when they first came out and said they were going to do it because what they're really trying to do is stop people from black market making the product and selling it anyway. So if it's going to be out there, let's let's at least make it a legitimate thing, which is a very flimsy line. That's a very flimsy line. Even the team doesn't buy into what they're doing right now. They're being pressured into doing it. And that is my that's my concern is that I think people are being forced into decisions they don't want to make because people pretend to care about things. And that's why the social media movement bothers me. If you legitimately cared, I would be I would take you more seriously. But you don't legitimately care. You legitimately care while it's the story. But 30 days after once you get a new story in the news cycle, you don't really care about the Chief Wahoo thing at all. But the movement a month ago, two, three, six months ago, was that you're supposed to care about it, so you did then. You don't care at all today. You might care on opening day, because again, 19 Action News will be out there with the microphone again, and you'll want to look like a good person to everybody who lives in your neighborhood. So you'll pretend to care about this. But the Block C is a perfect logo for the sanitized, watered-down, sissy-ass times we live in. I think it's the perfect logo to put on this plaque. More Stansbury Show waiting for you around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. 8.30 will get you hooked up with these um, Honor Fighting Championship tickets. I can barely read my own handwriting right there. It looks like home fighting, <laughs> which would be cool, too. But no, Honor Fighting Championship tickets up for grabs for that event on the 31st Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. We'll get you hooked up around 8.30. Also, 9.30, Event 7 full tickets up for grabs. Good stuff right there, dude. So those of you that may be newer to the program, you might not know that Fantone hates the British. Yeah, not a, uh, not a huge fan. America's original enemy right there. You're not a fan. So you may actually enjoy this story. Okay. But for the rest of you moviegoers, dude, leave your phone in the car maybe. As a British moviegoer died after a freak accident at a cinema. Apparently, he had dropped his phone, and he was trying to retrieve it from between the seats, so I believe he was like on his hands and knees, like kind of like looking underneath the seat, and his head became wedged underneath the electronic footrest of a reclining, what they called the, gl- the gold-class seat, and he was at the cinema with his partner. They were trying to retrieve the phone. He had dropped it between the seats. He became trapped. I guess the footrest phantom shifted from the upright position. And then the man panicked as the footrest clamped onto his head. So you see what I'm saying? It was upright, and then it starts to go right. down. It, 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 so his head's now trapped on the, between the floor and the headrest. And they were trying desperately to break it away from him and like free him from it. But the paramedics say the man suffered a cardiac arrest while trapped underneath the seat. He was hospitalized after emergency workers restarted his heart, but he died in the hospital a week after this happened. Now, I wonder, I mean, was it the panic that caused him to have the heart attack? Had to have been. I mean. Had to have been. What else would it have been? 
I, I, I mean, because he suffered cardiac arrest and then he died a week later. My guess is that there was weakness of the heart. My thought is that could he just have right? There could have been weakness of the heart originally, and the dude just was going to have a heart attack at that moment, anyways. It just happened to be like in the middle of like, hey, I'm down here rubbing my, you know. I think the fear of being trapped underneath something could probably kickstart that into gear. Maybe. I, 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 I mean, like. I wonder if the thing coming down on his head was that was that like a life threatening situation? Was this thing gonna crush his? You know, I mean, they're pretty slow, right? I mean, you press I don't the, know. the you press you press the plus minus button, and I mean, they're not real quick. They're not real quick, and I can't imagine they put that much like poundage on it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's like it's 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 designed to move slowly up and down. Yeah. So it's not I mean if you put your you know if you put your hand in a vice and start squeezing it, of course that's gonna hurt, but I don't imagine this to be that have the same pressure. Like there. how did you get trapped like I don't understand how people get like caught in situations like that against things that are like that slow. Like I'll give you a perfect example. Like my buddy back in the day and who I haven't seen in a long time now, but he had a cousin who once who died. Um he was on a road crew and he got ran over by a cement paver. Like they were doing, like he was in a hole or something. And then like he came up and they were like trying to pay, like smooth something out. And I, and I said to him, I was like, dude, I don't mean to be disrespectful to your family. And I know your cousin. And, it, and like when he was telling me the story, it was like 20 years, well, right. you know, when it, when it happened. But right. I was like, explain to me how your cousin got ran over by the slowest machine ever made. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, you cannot run a cement paver. Hey, I was gonna say. I mean, did it sneak up on you? I mean, <laughs> like, like, well, well like, that's the other thing. Those things aren't quiet. You know what I mean? Like they got steam coming out of them. They're loud. They they smell. I don't know what what job you would have like around a cement mixer. But is he the guy who's working real close and just kind of like fell into it and ended up getting? Crushed? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember I don't the know. exact you know specifics of that story. But I just remember thinking to myself, like, how crazy is that? To get run over by something like that, but I, I, so I think the guy probably just panicked. You know what I mean? Like I, I obviously I think there was probably some heart issues going on here. But they, I mean, they don't even give us his age, what his you know physical condition was like, or any of that stuff. I don't think it's crazy to think that the guy's heart was probably weakened to begin with. Right. But I think if you're sitting there thinking like, oh my god, I'm trapped under this, and you start to panic, your heart is you know kicking the gear. Yeah, one hundred percent there. And I mean, I you get that. you get that panicked feeling on you, and then all of a sudden, dude, you're dead in the middle of a movie oh, theater. Man, dude, that is terrifying, dude. Like, so just leave your phone in the car. You're not even supposed to have in the theater we will get you hooked up with a thousand dollars and wait till you hear how disgusting one woman in the world is we'll give you her story next on rock 106.9 hope you boys brought popcorn the stansberry show because i'm about to put on a show rock 106.9 106. welcome back to the stansberry show we're on rock 106.9 online for you your opportunity at a thousand dollars is moments away now Man. we'll give you your next keyword Part of that four hundred eighty thousand dollars Rock One Hundred Six Nine pass out. That'd be nice, dude. Yeah, I like it. It'd be nice. It'd be a nice little buffer zone going into the summer. You know what I'm saying? Weather finally starting to break. Maybe you're going on vacation. You know, maybe you can pay for you know your kids to play baseball or whatever. I don't know. It'd be nice though. Get your wife a new set of boobs. Hey, possible or your girlfriend. Whichever. You don't have to spend it on boobs. I would. I was gonna say, why you get them for your wife or your girlfriend? Just or head maybe, down. maybe get a breast reduction for you. Just head down to Gatsby's, dude. That's what I would do. It's gonna go further anyway. Uh, I uh, <laughs> can I go? Am I allowed to go? I, I want to go. I feel like "goes" the better word. Versus, <laughs> yeah, it's pro- probably. I feel like "goes" the better. Probably a better. Term. The better of the two words there. You will probably be much more responsible with this thousand dollars than we ever would, which yeah. is why we have to give it to you. 
We're yeah. not allowed to win it. Yeah, we're not allowed. All right. I have a uh, I have a story out of Georgia here that is um well, this is a perfect example of what I'm always talking about. Like when I started in this industry, if I was to tell you this story, it would have been full on expected for me to completely like lay into this woman and make fun of her. But today, if I do that, I'm going to have to deal with, you don't know her struggle and what it's like and you're shaming and there's all this stuff, which makes my job honestly kind of hard right now. It is. There's never been a better time to be on the radio because of how much craziness there is in the world, but there's also never been a worse time because the audience has completely switched. It used to be you came to shows like this because you wanted to laugh at things that were inappropriate because you were in your car alone, but now we all have Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and we have to like put on this perfect front that we're all like the best little corporate citizens we could ever be. Like We, we just have to pretend, but there is an obese woman. Mother, as a matter of fact, who was close to death in Georgia, right? Um, The fire department was called out to the woman's home. It's about 40 miles northeast of Atlanta is where they live, okay? And the fire department was was responding to a call of reports of a woman who was unconscious, all right? So they get there, and she's bedridden, okay? So she's pretty large. They don't give me her exact size here, Okay. But they had to take her to the hospital using a large white tarp known as a mega mover. Jeez, dude. Because of her extreme weight. (sighs) Fantone, she had been bedridden for at least two years. Her condition had obviously worsened over time. Yeah, I mean, if you can't get out of your house, I mean, how can you expect anything to be going right? Exactly. Dude, I mean, to get tarped out of somewhere. So her, her son and husband, Christian and Terry are charged with neglect of a disabled or elderly person by the police department because they came back and wanted to check on her about a month later. She had been laying on a bed in the living room exactly on the same piece of tarp that they moved her with, only now, Fantone, that tarp was black and brown with filth, and part of that filth was her own feces. Of course it was. Of course. I mean, if you can't get out of here, how are you going to get to your bathroom? Are you even going to be able to sit on that toilet? No way. You know what I mean? Like they have to move you with a tarp, there's no toilet seat alive for you. Right. They questioned the woman's son, Christian, and he told them that both he and his father were the only caregivers of her. Um, Should be pointed out that they looked in the son's bedroom. There was a two feet high stack of energy drinks. (laughs) <laughs> well, of course there was. And what else would they be spending their money on? And they, exactly. Well, you know, and Maverick cigarettes. Yeah. And that, <laughs> right. And that garbage was strewn across the floor yeah. of the house, including in the bathroom. All adults in the house are unemployed. Please charge the father and son with neglect of disabled and elderly person, obviously. Now, here's where we're going to go back and tell you a little bit more about her, con- about her condition. Because this obese mother was close to death. She was found laying in her own feces. Her legs were decomposing, Phantom. Oh, my God. She had blackened and dying flesh on her own body, which was being eaten by maggots and cockroaches. Oh, my God. It's disgusting, dude. Dude, imagine laying somewhere, dude, and your own body's (sighs) being feasted on by bugs Uh, because you're so big you can't move. Now, I know. This is where people are going to tell me, you're making fun of this woman. You understand her condition. You know, you just don't know. Here's what I know. Here's what I know for sure, America. She didn't start out life bedridden. She didn't start out life that way. So what happened? 
This was indulgence over time. And yes, I will make a concession that maybe there was a pre-existing medical condition again that would make it harder for you to lose weight, but it is not impossible. But we have turned the word hard into meaning impossible in this country. I think when you get to a situation like that, I mean, there's obviously something wrong in your head. And I'm not going to be like, well, that's the excuse for everything. And this woman holds no responsibility in her own life. And there's something wrong in her head. But like somewhere along the line there, there is something's something's not adding up to you because if you're willing to live in those deplorable conditions on a regular basis like it, much like with drug addiction and I'm not saying like oh drug addicts they don't get they, they, no consequences at all for them but you know how heroin will change essentially who you are what you were once a person who with morals and you wouldn't of course I'm not going to steal from my, my grandma's purse it but does. it changes who you are yeah. I think there's a, at least at some level and I think you see this not only with like you know massive obesity like this but hoarding and other issues like that where it changes it changes who you are, and all of a sudden now you're in this situation. And like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that this woman couldn't stop eating and lose weight, but like, she can't. I mean, she's getting eaten by maggots. She, what's, what's she going to do? Well, at that point, yes. My thing is, it's your responsibility to make sure you're not bedridden. When you have to turn sideways to get through a door, I think that should be the reality check moment for everybody. Like, well, hey, I'm just a, I'm a big person. I'm a big, beautiful person. And okay, fine. But when you, when you make that move of like, I cannot get through a door without, that to me is always like, isn't that your wake up moment? Isn't that the moment where it's like, oh my God, this problem is truly out of control. I mean, here's the other thing. Two other people living in this house, responsible for her care. And dude, she was laying in her own feces. Maggots were feasting off of her blackened, decomposed skin of her body. What in the hell did that smell like? How are you sitting in that house? Not her. Right. The sun. How are you sitting, dude? You can get that nose deaf. Now you can, you can, you can get nose blind to something if you're there all the time. But eventually, you walk out of your house, and you go in. to the grocery store, and you come back in. That happens and to you me. Smell uh, it. That happens to me sometimes. Like I'll go home and I'll be like, all right, everything's all right, and then I'll go to the grocery store, I'll come back and be like, ah, dude, let's clean up a little bit. In here. Right, right, right. Let's clean up a little whether, bit. Whether and, and whether that's the smell of cigarettes, the smell of weed, the smell of used of, panties, of, of used panties, the smell of like your house being dirty from your dog. Like you walk out and you come back in and you're like, good God, dude, what, what is wrong with this place? I got to clean this son of a bitch up. So, so I want to use panty air freshener, like so, just hanging from the rear view mirror in the car. I think by the time that, 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 you know, these guys got home, they were used to the smell, but eventually it's going to punch you in the face. I mean, there's a rotting body in your living room. Like I would Covered almost, in poop. Like, I think it would make me hate her so much. I might've like, you know what I mean? Like, Jeez. like gotten rid of her. Oh, I don't know. I feel like you already hate that woman a lot to let her get that. that yeah. Because, and I've always say with stories like this when it comes to you're stuck in your own home somebody is bringing you that food somebody and it's these two dudes right here like if if if, if it was just like hey i'm too fat to get out of the house well eventually you're gonna be fat enough or skinny enough to get out of the house because you gotta get food i can't even believe they're allowed to call the tarp that moved her a mega mover, mega I, can't mover. Even, I, I can't even believe they're allowed to call that 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 would stink dude dude I have Stink. I have traditionally in my life allowed myself to get fat and gluttonous. Right. Like we've seen it. Right. Throughout the run of the show, we've seen it. Right. But dude, there comes a time where like even myself, who was never really like I'm normally just gut fat. Like I'm not really a fat person outside of anywhere. I just kind of have like a gut, 
You know what I mean? But there have been times where I'm sitting on my couch, like Sunday afternoon, I'll be eating pizza, shirt off, and you're just like looking at yourself. <laughs> He's saying, I'm ladies. just like, did that grease drip from this pizza? <laughs> or am I producing that in between the rolls of my body? You know what I mean? And so, like, when you get to that point, if you're not evaluating where you are, I think there's something wrong with it. I was going to say, that goes back to that concept of, much like heroin, it just changes who you are. You don't see it clearly. You can think, you know, you, you watch those episodes of Hoarders, and those people are like, nah, it's, it's fine, it's clean. And it's like, are you kidding me? But pe- people do it. Body decomposing, maggots eating her flesh as she was alive, laying in her own feces. <laughs> terrible dude. we're gonna give you this thousand dollars so you can buy yourself new ears more sansbury show next your shot at one thousand dollars now text the keyword luck to 200 200 you'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info standard data and message rates apply that's luck to 200 200 rock 106.9 the stansbury show all right i like it i like it i love rock 1069. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We have those Honor Fighting Championship tickets. We'll uh, get you hooked up here momentarily. Before the break, we were talking about this woman who was bedridden. Uh, they didn't give us her weight, but her skin had uh, like died. Uh, part of it, it had started to decompose and maggots were eating her body. And then uh, she was laying in her own feces. And we were talking about how two other people were living in the house. And I was like, dude, how could you live in there with that smell? And we said, ah, maybe we go, you know, nose blind or whatever. So our good friend of the program, Mallory, who's a mortician, says, dude, I smell that stuff every day. I'm not nose blind. It doesn't happen. It's like, gross is gross. And I was like, dude, she'd be an expert in that. Yeah. Like, she's around decomposing smells all the time. Like, she'd know better than I would, I'm sure. And I, like I said, I you can go nose blind to stuff. But, like, that's like... That's like you haven't taken the trash out in three days, and it's like, all right, there's a little stank in here. It's not a dead, rotting body. You know, that's just, it's it's different. So, I uh, I just don't know how people get there. I just, I, I just don't, I just don't understand how people allow that to happen. Again, I want to, uh, I want to thank this guy who sends this in. He goes, dude, I'm listening to you talk about this woman and, uh, and your struggle with your, you know, your weight and how you've been working around it. He said, you've been a big motivation for me. I've lost 10 pounds in two weeks after starting a weight training program. And now I'm going to add some cardio because you're always talking about that. Well, good for you, dude. I, uh, I, I like that. And it makes me feel good to know that I'm at least one other person's being helped by me being miserable at the gym every day. If you were, uh, if you were listening earlier in the morning, we were talking about, um, there's this beef that's going on now between former Vice President Joe Biden and the current President Donald Trump, where Biden had like akin him to like you know the grossest, fattest you know son of a bitch alive, and then you know Trump had said you know Biden. I'm paraphrasing now that Biden's like both mentally and physically weak, and he'd go down hard and fast in a fight with me. And a guy sent me this via Twitter. A guy named Rob who listens to us every day um, sent us this, and I thought he was kidding. And he said to me, go, Stansbury, go to the Fox News homepage. They have the Trump-Biden tale of the tape. Jesus. And I thought dude. he was kidding. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Right? So Fantone actually goes to Fox News during the break. He goes, dude, that guy wasn't kidding. This is here. Like, we have it. It's here. So we have the tale of the tape. Let's run it down. Joe Biden now. We'll start Biden. 75. This is age. 75. God damn. Why do you have to be 100 years old to run this country? I understand. You don't want you don't want an 18-year-old out there, but 75? 
God. 75 years old. He's six feet tall, weighs in at 180. Wow, Joe Biden. Nice to, nicely done, buddy. His training regimen is arm curls on phone, uh, uh, election record, seven to two, knockout punches, and salty language. Part of uh, Joe Biden's training regimen, according to Fox News. Donald Trump, tail of the tape here. 71. Height 6'3", weight 239. I still don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy, I don't buy that. Okay, Fantone, as I sit here right now, I'm about 6'1 and a half, 245-ish. Yeah, I'm, the I'm, president's visually big, bigger than me. Yeah, I'm 6'7". I'm 255, according to the doctor that I went to yes, or two days ago. So, like... If I'm, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way, there's no way that dude's not, not over 250. Weighed myself actually yesterday. 244 is what I came in yesterday because goddamn St. Patrick's Day packed on some more weight. But there's no way he's 239 pounds. There's absolutely no way that's true. His training regimen, according to Fox News, golf, McDonald's, election record 1-0, knockout punches. He has uh, devastating tweets. Yeah, those, that is his knockout punch okay, is what the, they're Okay, saying. I get it now. The, 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 yeah, Biden's knockout punch is salty language, which you would have thought that they would have given to Trump as well. But his knockout punch, devastating tweets. Dude, this is crazy. Now, here's what's crazy. Like, A, it's nuts that this is happening. Right. But for a news organization that wants to be out there talking about the credibility of their rival news organization, CNN, how is the tail of the tape not bringing in your credibility into question? You're not an entertainment service. Now, I know there's an entertainment tab at foxnews.com. There's also one at CNN and MSNBC because all things need to be all things to all people right now. And there are legit news stories when it comes to entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Like when Hulu... Netflix had too. Right. Or sure. when Hulu, you know, whatever, does Merges this. Or right. Whoever. Okay, those are, those are legit news stories, but this isn't that. This isn't like, hey, like, this is the front page center of what is a news organization, and it's... Dude, the tail of the tape of 75-year-old dudes. Ridiculous. I, I said this yesterday, and I really feel like my analogy holds up. I really feel like we're on the we're on the downhill part of a roller coaster. Where you go up, 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 up. Oh my god, what's this going to be like? Is this going to be bad? Is this going to be bad? Is this going to be bad? And then now, when you go over, it's like, yeah, it's pretty bad. And you, you know, you're going straight down. I, I just, I think that's kind of where we're at right now. Where it's like the news is not, dude, like you can't even parody this stuff anymore because it's being parodied by the people who were supposed to be reported legitimately. And there's a little bit here of like the news is just holding up a mirror to number one, the newsmakers, and number two, ourselves. So, like, yes, they, they dude, the media holds a responsibility here, but so do Joe Biden oh. and the president, and so do us as consumers. I always say it. I always say it. If it didn't make money, they wouldn't show it to you. If you didn't consume it, they wouldn't do it. Oh, yeah, dude. People who are like, man, that commercial was so stupid. They keep running it for a reason, though, because Be- somebody's buying it. Because like- it's being consumed. You, you, it's like I, I always give you this analogy. People who claim that they're tired of a sex scandal, and yet whoever carries the sex, the sex scandal wins. Now, if it was like... If we, were your, if we were your normal, average rock show, you know, we're not going to, like, break down the X's and O's of politics. It's not what you guys specifically want. Um, but you can't ignore stuff like this. And, I mean, it's just, like, I, I, I don't want to get into, like, yo, Stansberry, what do you think about tax reform? Tell me this, that, and the third, because, like, whatever. But, like, you guys aren't making this any easier for the concept of, like, now we're the adults in the room. We're the ones who are taking care not of things. We're the ones who are setting the table. It's 
God, dude. I, to me, it, it, it is really crazy because I feel like the parties have switched places in my lifetime. Like I, I, I was saying this about a month ago. It's like one of the reasons why I'm kind. And again, I'm not. I don't really like to classify myself as one of the the two parties. But I lean left. I do. I think that's pretty easy to understand if you listen. And I just lean left because I just, you know, I don't know why, but it's just who I am as a person, right? And I don't feel like I need to defend that. But when I was growing up, it was the conservatives. It was. Nah, I'm sorry. It was. It was. It was the progressives who were like, "Dude, you're not going to tell us what we can say." You're not going to tell us what, what we can think. It's a free country, bro. I'm going to say what I want. We're going to do what we want. Our entertainment's going to push your Christian values. We're going to push the envelope of all that. We're now the leftists are the ones that are like, don't say that. You're hurting me. And this is why I always say, dude, I may be a Democrat. I'm not a leftist because they're effing insane. And like the parties have switched their positions around. It's crazy. Like they are, com- they are the complete opposites of what they were when I was growing up in America. They legitimately are. We're honestly, dude. I think the Democratic Party. I know they're gaining momentum and all this stuff, and people want to talk about you know all these you know house races and all this stuff. But dude, at the end of the day, I think you're going to lose members of your party because you're becoming too crazy with this you're not allowed to say this and don't say this and entertainment this and you shouldn't be able to say this there's so much of it on the left like dude in order for you to be in the leftist camp now you legitimately have to say out loud well boys and girls I mean you're not born a boy you're not born a girl otherwise they want to throw you out of the group you're out of the party that's insanity I'm all for like ah, no, we need to help our fellow man but when you bring insanity into the conversation I'm out I'm out is, is there, I feel like you focused on that a lot recently without necessarily focusing on insanity as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, there are definitely points of, of like, once you get extreme into anything, both sides, it's going to be an issue there. Yeah, but what I'm saying is is that the Christian right has been here since the 19, since 1985. They've been insane forever. Our party flipped on its head in the last two years. Haven't they? I don't know how I'm not I, I don't I don't I, do how you, are they that much different than they were before? Do you view Republicans still as if, if you're saying that both parties have switched places over the past? Well, not, the, the, what I mean by that is, is now the Republicans are like, yeah, say what you want. Say what you want. They're now the they're now the free speech party where before it wasn't that way. It was like, no, our conservative values and you're dragging our country to hell in a handbasket. My problem with that is, is that they still play both sides of that. Yes, I'm free speech, but I'm also playing the okay. the, the value aspect. They may do that. Why I to point out, I think it's important for people who identify as the left side to call out the left side because nobody else will. And if you're on the right side and you do it, then it's just you being on the opposite side looking to. I'm within your own group, and I'm telling you, you're ruining our group. And I feel like that's important for people like you and I who may feel that way to stand up and say before. Before we become those jerks over there, let's stop our craziness and not turn into the people we hate. But I'm afraid it's already too late. Like I said, dude, you may be able to get me to be like, yeah, technically, I guess I'm a Democrat. But this leftist BS that's ruining this country, you're ruining this party. We used to be the common sense party. That's who we were. Like, dude, we're America. We got freedom. We can do this. We can do that. And now, dude, you are you guys are constantly out there arguing of, against freedom of speech. No, you can't say that. And we can't allow these guys to come to college campuses and say these things that might question my beliefs, even though nobody's making you go to their lecture. Nobody's making you sit through a Ben Shapiro speech. You're going because you want to be on CNN yelling at Ben Shapiro. You want to yell at Dave Rubin. These guys aren't these aren't these guys aren't the devils people are trying to paint them out to be. 
And college should be a place where expressive thought gets expressed. Do you feel like there's been pushback on conservative campuses of like, when was the last time you heard of an abort, a pro-abortion person coming out and saying like, hey, I want to give a speech at, at this at this Christian university. Have they been welcomed? I don't know the answer to that. So I can't say yes or no. What I know for sure is conservative people who are just legitimately conservative that are called Nazis. Meanwhile, dude, I'm not supposed to call a boy a boy or a girl a girl, but I can call somebody who has a different opinion than me a effing Nazi and we won't let them speak at college campuses. It's insane. It's insanity. Nobody's making you go to that speech. You're just being a pussy little bitch about it so people will mention you on Twitter. Grow up. You're ruining our party, and I think ultimately in the end, you're going to lose members of it. You're making, honestly, the conservative side look appealing to guys like me, because I don't want to have to stand next to craziness. We are, Dude, things are flipping on their heads, and it's starting to get to be, honestly, to the point where it's really annoying. Shut up, Seattle. Shut up, Portland. The rest of us don't feel like you. Yes, I believe we should pass out money and help you know, the less fortunate. But I'm not giving my kid hormone blockers in order to fit into your political party today because you're a crazy person. You've become, you're as lunatic as the Christian right. And it's almost worse because if both parties become that, then what are we left with? A country where I can't say anything and my whole career is built on what I can and cannot say. So yeah, I got a dog in this fight and it pisses me off. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We got those Honor Fighting Championship tickets. We'll get you guys hooked up here momentarily. That uh, that event will be on the 31st. Chaparral's Event Center, Akron. We'll get you hooked up. So it turns out, Fantone, you've been peeing wrong your entire life. Okay. It's over. All right. Right. We're going to change I, the way you pee. All right. I probably need to Ready? then. We're going to change the way you pee. You've been doing it wrong. So there is a new Go Green and... Initiative, where instead of wasting a gallon and a half of water when you flush the toilet after you pee, that people are making the claim what we should do now is pee in the sink. And then you turn on that water anyway to wash your hands. So you reduce the amount of water by, by not flushing the toilet, you pee in the sink and then you will wash your hands, said, you know, same amount of water there. Now, I would imagine then that you would then have your toilet solely for the dumping out process right. for your body and not the urine. Cannot poop in the sink. Can't. Well, I mean, well, can. you, you, you could accomplish it. I, I don't think, I don't think, don't, I don't recommend it. But at first thought, everybody's going to go, ew, gross, no. But is it that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It feels like it. I uh, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to admit this. Now just because you've done something doesn't mean it's not crazy, bro. Like, oh no, sink, pee, me. Okay. I have peed in a sink in every single house I have ever lived in. Really? I, really? I can't remember a time. Really, bro? <laughs> I can't remember a time that that did not happen in a place I live. 
I'm trying to think of the peeing in the sink that I've done in my life. And honestly, outside of like maybe a crowded bar or concert venue where it's like, dude, oh my God, we can't get to the toilets. You know dude, what? Just dong, just dong out and pee and pee out right there. But dude, one time at a Browns game, the bathroom was so packed. There yeah. was like me and like four dudes and we were all like circled around the garbage can in the corner. Just like letting, letting it, it go. Just letting it go. But yeah, I am a, I am a pee in the sinker. So occasionally now look like I'm not just going to go home today and be like, dude, let's just pee in the sink. Now, if you're eight and you're home alone for the first time and you're like, you know what, dude, dude, anarchy, you know, in, in Aurora Shores. I get it. I get it. But like, dude, you're an adult. What are you talking about? What are you so, peeing in the sink for? There are there are times. And I guess I could just mute the phone. But I'll be I'll be on the phone, and instead of giving you like the toilet flush sound, I'll just there. Like, dude, you have been on the phone with me while I've been peeing in a sink. Jesus Lord, dude, that's happened. Don't tell me about that. That's happened. I, I want to know that. I, uh, I I but and and I don't think you get a lot of guys writing in right now. Go. What about the utility sink? It's like, yeah, dude, everybody pees in that one. I don't know. Everybody, it's just just constant. Just everyone just dogs out, just letting it out. You don't pee. God, the no. Like, dude, if you're in the basement doing your laundry and you got to go to the bathroom, like you're not just gonna pee in the utility sink. I, I no, I feel like I feel like I have enough control of my bladder where I can move the whites into the dryer and then pull stuff out and make it up to the bathroom. I have time. also while living with a girl while she was in the bathroom and we only had the one bathroom, I have walked in there, pulled the shower curtain back and peed in the shower while she was on Jeez. the toilet. Why? I've done that too. Why don't you why can't you just wait? Like why can't so- I just prep other things to talk about? <laughs> like, now there are sometimes um, I, I mean, I'll go pee outside if my girlfriend is like, you know, what do I want to say? You can get arrested for t- that. T- taking time. But like, ah, no, dude, I, I, I really, really am not peeing in the sink as an adult. I don't think I have as an adult, dude. I've peed in the I've peed in my in one of my sinks in my apartment this month. Like yeah. it, it is legitimately it is dude in March it has happened. Here's the thing is like you can say that like oh well it's the same amount of water to wash your hands and you know you're going to wash your hands anyway um but until you get to the point of if you're lazy enough to pee in the sink you're lazy enough to not wash your hands there's no question in my mind about that. Um and and and, and like you have to go back into that sink for things. That's where things get cleaned. So now there's urine all over it, dude. And you can't you can't say to me like, oh well, the washing and the dial hand soap is enough to get that all cleaned out. So like, because I, I don't stick my hand in the toilet on a regular basis. I stick my hand in the sink all the time. I mean, you understand I clean the sink, right? Immediately after you just you you bleach it up and you're just going to town. And in this wow. situation. All right. What I'm no 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 all right so I'll run it down yeah. for you. Here's how here's how Stansbury pays. What oh what oh what right? So I'll go in. I'll be on the phone. Yeah yeah that sounds interesting, Keith Kennedy. Yeah 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 I like it. I know. Yeah yeah we're postponing this. Right? You unzip. You start to pee. And then yeah, like you wash your hands, but like twice a week I clean my bathroom. But how? But but see, but but why wouldn't you just wash your hands and then you don't? And then you're back into the normal world where like now you're signing yourself up, uh, self, uh, self up for. I feel like if I turn the water on while I'm on the phone with you, it's plausible. I'm just like getting myself like something to drink. Where if I flush the toilet, it's like, dude, you just talk to me while you're peeing. I would much rather have you talk to me while you're urinating into a toilet than peeing into a sink, bro. Much rather have that happening. All right, well, answer your phone today, dude. <laughs>
Let's get let's get somebody hooked up with these honor fighting championship tickets. We'll take caller 17-1-800-243-7625 on those. The event will be on the 31st Chaparral's Event Center. Fantone, if they want to buy tickets, where, where, where do you know where they can Fightertix.com. That's Tix, T-I-X, Fightertix.com. There you go. But uh, caller number 17 is getting hooked up for free right now, and we'll also pass out $1,000 to start the final hour of the program next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. About to get you guys hooked up with $1,000 here momentarily. Your next keyword coming. Before the break, we were talking about uh, there's this new green initiative that people should no longer pee in toilets. You should pee in your sink and just use the water you were going to wash your hands then to like rinse that down. And I had admitted that I had peed in the sink and that I have done so as recently as this month. Jesus. And uh, Jill tweeted in and says, Sandsbury, I'd be a liar to say that I've never peed in the sink. A woman. How's Jill doing that? She just throwing it up over the side? I mean, like, what? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Just ass hanging out right in the sink. So you'd be surprised about the the amount of um, communication I'm receiving from the audience via social media and the like telling me that they they pee in the sink. As a matter of fact, the Twitter poll, which again, at Stansbury shows how you find me on Twitter. Have you ever peed in the sink? 52% of respondents. Yes. Yes. We have peed in the sink. I think it's more common than you think, dude. Well, we're at 50, 52, 48 there, so hopefully there's uh, you know some non-sync peers out there who are, who are willing to get my side of this debate here. Um, I, I, I don't understand the reasoning. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't know why on the phone it's like, oh my god, somebody knows I'm urinating, or why you can't wait three minutes to get off the phone because I'm not going to be off the phone in three minutes. First of all, and part of it is also that I'm not supposed to do it. What phone conversation did you and I have where it wasn't going to be over in? Three minutes. There's never been a time you and I have talked on the phone for more than five ever, bro. I uh, never not once. Well, I was long enough for me to want to go pee. Jesus, dude, what kind of bladder? You got a bladder of a squirrel? You just can't wait? Just take it out, pee everywhere? Now, dude, what if I got prostate problems and I got to pee too often? You're shaming my prostate. Your prostate shaming me. Well, you know, there to make... needs to be there needs to be some shame involved in life. There shall be no jokes. Well, you're you're pee shaming me. I'm telling me. you right now, we're playing the way things that like we're we're playing it as the world should dude, be right now. And yes, if you're no. peeing in sinks, I've got problems. Dude, pink seers are a pe- uh, sink peer. Sorry, are a protected class of people. This is my identity politic. You're not allowed to make fun of me for this. Jill says, by the way, um, she also went to LASIK or had LASIK done at Roll Vision Center a couple of weeks ago. Could not be any happier. Thank you, Wore Jill. glasses all her life, and she wakes up with crystal clear vision every day. Can't thank you guys enough. So. Did she say that they're leading the way in LASIK technology and safety? She's been listening to those commercials, she baby. Does, she has. Love you, Jill. She thank has, you. Jill. So thank you for that. That's a uh, little proof there that advertising with the Stansbury Show will help. Works. Well, help there. I, uh, dude, yeah, I'm a pink seer, man. I'm a sink seer. I'm one of those. I'm I'm perfectly (laughs) fine with it. A story out of Canton, Ohio now, where uh, children in a Stark County elementary school playground got a little bit of a shock over the weekend when two people decided that uh, they were going to lay down and have some sex in the middle of the grass. Jacoby Schmidt, 23, and Ashley Corelli, 22, I'm sure their families are proud, were both charged with public indecency and disorderly conduct. Uh, according to the police report, sheriff's office received a 911 call. Two people having sex in front of kids. This was at Walker Elementary School, 3525 Sandy Avenue, Southeast in Canton. I don't know exactly where that is. You'll have to apologize. I'll have to apologize. When deputies showed up, they located the couple behind the school next to a playground where 11 children and numerous adults were playing. So they wanted to get caught, right? Well, at the very least, you're I not. Mean, if there were adults there, you knew somebody was going to call. You're not doing much 
for your cause here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 there's there's times you can say, "Oh my god, I can't believe I got like we, like somebody saw us." Oh, I thought we were going to get away with it, but we didn't. But this is obviously they continue to um, they. This news report, news, uh, news5cleveland.com, says the two continued to fornicate even as deputies approached them. Corelli, which is the woman, was wrapped up in a blanket, repeatedly expo- exposed her breast to a nearby witness. Uh, Corelli was completely naked and Schmidt was nude from the waist down, meaning he uh, was probably heavy and kept his shirt on. Schmidt and Corelli <laughs> told authorities they were unaware they were not allowed to have sex at the location. They also oh, said they mean? didn't realize there was anybody nearby, despite children playing on the playground about 65 feet from them. Yeah, dude, you can see somebody 65 feet from you easily. Right. If this is a mile away and somebody's got binoculars and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. But, dude, 65 feet, that's ridiculous. You can hear them. Like, there's no way you couldn't hear kids running around the playground. Oh, yeah, from 65 feet, for, for sure you could. Authorities found several beer cans in the grass by the couple, which the the two said they drank while they were there. Both were taken into custody, transported uh, to the Sark County Jail. You knew that wasn't legal. You know what I'm saying? You knew that wasn't okay. So, like, you can't hide behind, oh, I didn't know we weren't allowed to do this. Yeah, yet. I don't buy their story at all. You knew you're not allowed to have sex in public. You know that. You know public indecency is not, is, is not appropriate. At 22, 23 years old, too. I mean, well, it's that not was like, the other know. thing. Like, I, I, I kept reading yesterday, they say, adults having sex in a playground. It's like, well, dude, a 22-year-old and a 23-year-old, you're not really an adult. I know technically under the letter of the law you are, but, dude, adults view you until you're 35 37, you're a kid. So can I, I make the argument of, well, I'm young and dumb and no, sorry. No, because, dude, no, 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 no. Because even as a certain age of being a kid, you should start to act more responsibly. And you know that you, that you shouldn't be having sex in public. And this couple knew exactly what they were doing. And they went there for the purpose to get caught so they could be in the news. Because being viral now is more important than the shame of being in trouble. You don't think maybe just like... Yo, we're drunk and on drugs, and we're just gonna have sex here. I mean, like, I don't know if, the, I, in my opinion, I don't know if they wanted to get caught. I think they just didn't care about any consequence. Okay, maybe, all right. You know, that's a distinction. I think without maybe a total difference, where I think they knew there were people there. There was no way you didn't see those people. There was no way you were that spun out on drugs where you couldn't see people sixty-five feet away from you. You know what I mean? That would be me, like me looking down the hallway and claiming I didn't see somebody standing at the other end of the hallway. That would, of course, be a lie. That they were, honestly, they wanted to have sex in front of people, and they got caught doing it. And, you know, people want to, and, and this is going to be one of those stories people are going to pass around and talk about how the world's going to hell. It's like, dude, this stuff was happening back in the day, too. You just yeah. didn't have cell phones. Yeah, I mean, it just wasn't nearly as commonplace. And there was probably a little bit of like, ah, you know, kids. You know what I'm saying? Ah, yeah. kids are going to be kids. They can't keep their hands off each other. Young love. Um, That would have happened back in my day, for sure. I, I definitely think that, you know, yeah, there's, there's something to be said about if you're an exhibitionist and you're like, hey, man, you know, let's have sex at a party. That's one thing. But you're having sex in front of kids. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, I that, I mean, that's you've just got into a totally different territory. Like if I'm at a if I'm at a party and two adults want to have sex on the coffee table, I'm probably standing there and watching that. Like I'm probably going to be like, "All right, well, I mean, I guess if they're going to do that right here, like let's do it." As a matter of fact, dude, I went to a live sex show once in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Like you just pay money, you sit there. I saw dude, the guy before he had sex with the chick, he took like a like a nail gun and stapled his balls to the Jeez. like to the wall. Why did you stay? And then they like yanked those out. God. They pulled the chick up on stage and like they had sex right there. My buddy Sounds and I terrible. were like second row. It was awesome. And you're right. You could hear it. 
Like you could actually hear it, and that part was a little unnerving. I uh, I don't know why we were in there watching that. I don't know either. Did I get my stories mixed up? Was that when I was in? I don't know. That might have been Tijuana where I saw that happen. You know what? I think I'm Yeah, I think I'm right. I think that was Tijuana where I saw that go down, not New Orleans. Either way, it was one hell of a night. And I, obviously, I drank a lot because I can't even remember which country I was in when I saw it. Your shot at $1,000 right now on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll uh, pass out those event sevenfold tickets to end the program here in a little while. That show August sixth, profits a rage on that one as well. That'll be pretty damn good. Out of blossom, I'm looking forward to that one. All right, uh, I've been waiting to talk about this one all day um, all right. because this ESPN list that they put out proves I was right. I had once said it was, and it was before Tiger's comeback. Actually, it was like a year ago I said this, that Tiger Woods had been the most dominant athlete you have seen in your lifetime. And that you just don't care about the sport, and that's why you don't think about it like that. You want to go, Jordan, Kobe, you want, like, you want to go to those places. Montana, you want to go to those places. But none of those guys were as dominant over their sport as Tiger was over golf. None of them captivated the media inside their own sport the way Tiger did in golf. And part of it, yes, and I will and I, I will full on admit that there was the African American um, you know, aspect of him playing that sport that that brought a lot of that on. But had he not been really good, that would have faded super fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think so. The only counters that I will put to Tiger Woods, and it's funny because they're both in sports that literally nobody cares about. Um, I think Lance Armstrong's run was a very dominant run. Now it's shaded by by steroids. Well, that's what I'm gonna say. Like, dude, they know for sure though we can Speculate on other athletes we know for sure. Michael Phelps. I, 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 I made this argument to somebody the other day is the greatest athlete of all time. And people are like, no, no, that's not true. And it's like, dude, there is nobody more accomplished at what he did than, than, than Michael Phelps. And I mean, like, I don't know if that's true. I don't. I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't know if it's true. And, well, and if we're putting Tiger in number two as the greatest, most dominant athlete of all time, good. he'd be all right. You know what I mean? Like we're, was, we're not talking bad here. I mean, the thing with Tiger, though, dude, is he doesn't even have the majors that Jack had. So, like, you right. could make the argument then that Phelps does kind of like ring out. I mean, at the very least, like, you know, I, I think when it comes to dominance, yes, in any one given year, any one given game, you can dominate. But if we're talking about truly the most dominant player of all time, sustainability, a part of that it has to be, in my opinion. Michael Phelps probably, wow, I don't want to give it to him. I hate him. <laughs> I do. I hate him. And they hate the sport. You know what I mean? Like, nobody cares about the sport. Dude, I was swimming laps at the Y yesterday, and I thought about him, though, because I was like, man, I'm like, Phelps, dude. Like, I did. I started to have a little bit more respect for that guy. Dude, I can't make it from one end of the pool to the other without stopping if I swim as fast as I possibly can. Like, that's how hard that stuff is. Like, people think, ah, oh, swimming, kids, floaties, you know what I mean? Shooting hoops in the, in the pool. It's Dude, if you're swimming laps for exercise, it is so hard. I mean, that picture with him and all of his gold medals, it's it, nuts. It, 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 it takes, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. God damn it, Michael Phelps. <laughs> I don't know where ESPN had him on the list. I'm sure he's on the list. I don't have the entire list. The reason why I'm talking to you about this is because I think they did something crazy here. On the list of the most, uh, this is the most dominant athletes, I think, over the last 25 years or something like that, I think it is. All right. Peyton Manning 
is listed above Tom Brady. And it's not even the fact that he's listed above him. It's not like, because Peyton Manning came in at number three, okay? Right behind, it was Tiger Woods and LeBron James was number two. Peyton Manning is the third most dominant athlete of all time? It's crazy, right? <sighs> so, But here's where, here's where the disparity really gets ugly, is that Tom Brady was 19th. So if you want to say to me, if you want to edge Peyton out over Tom, I think you're wrong. But I I could be like, okay, well, if he's just edging him out, fine. But if you want to put 16 places between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, I think that's crazy. How How is Peyton Manning more dominant than Tom Brady? At number three on the list, Manning, who's the only NFL player ranked. Oh, in the top 20. Or in the... Well, no, that can't be because Tom Brady was 19. This is poorly written. Trails only Tiger Woods and LeBron James. The blurbs that accompany accompany each ranking go into detail about the athlete's personal dominance, but they do little to explain the difference. It's worth noting, though, that this is not a subjective ranking, but one that was arrived with what ESPN calls foolproof math. Now, they'll explain the methodology, and I'll try to get through this the best we can. They used an unpatented five-step process to determine the most dominant athletes of the past 20 years. First, we looked at the top league in every sport that has global annual revenues of $100 million or more. Okay. Which is what I'm guessing is what probably why Michael Phelps didn't... I don't know. There are reliable annual overall rankings or ratings of individual athletes for all or most of the past 20 years. They rated those sports and the athletes in each of the past 20 regular seasons by the best single performance metric available. Adjusted these ratings to normalize athletes' scores in each sport across time. They narrowed the focus, Fantone, to the top four athletes each year in every sport. And then they went and adjusted the data again to put these players across sports in a common baseline. So you see what they they did here? They created multiple things to kind of get... I don't really see it either. (laughs) (laughs) Then we added up the results to achieve the list in which one dominant share equals one standard deviation of performance by an athlete beyond the top four players in his or her sport. So the metric used to evaluate Manning and Brady was... And I've never heard of this before. And, dude, you and I pay attention to sports pretty closely, right? The metric used to to evaluate Manning over Brady was defense-adjusted yards above replacement. Okay? This is an advanced stat that football uses that will try to measure how much better a quarterback is than the guy who's going to replace him if he should get hurt or have to come out of the lineup. That seems to me like a pretty flimsy... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Tom Brady came in at 20, not 19. You've got Tom Brady at 20. You've got Mike Trout at 18. And I'm sorry. like I'm not trying to knock Mike Trout. He's a phenomenal baseball player, dude. He really is. But I don't think you can put Mike Trout ahead of Tom Brady in the list of... What has Mike Trout won in Major League Baseball? Shaq's not on that list. What? Sean White is not on that list, dude. I mean, Kobe's not on that list. And, like, I get it. There's going to be dudes that get knocked off and, like, through the criteria of however you're doing it. But I'm sorry. Like, number one, Peyton Manning was not more dominant than Tom Brady. It it, It just wasn't. All right, Nathan writing in and says Peyton has a better he has he has better passing yards, a better passing percentage, more touchdowns, almost as many wins. He just doesn't have the Super Bowls. Well, that's the big one. I mean, it is. And dude, in order, if, if for me, if you were that dominant, you won. 
and one when it mattered. Right. So I think the Super Bowl's got to be part of not all, but it has to be part of the combo. Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing is I think people get caught on one part of it, and it's like, well, if you're winning this, this is you're the all time greatest, you know. But it, it, that's not what it is. It's it's a it's a an accumulation of all those different things. And I'm sorry, like Super Bowls are heavy. They are championships are heavy. Like yeah, you can say hey, I, you know, I led you know this scoring percentage or whatever, and it's like it, it, Super Bowls are what matter. From inside our own building. It's because ESPN hates Tom Brady and the Patriots. Where do you think that ah, came Captain from? Captain Tony right there. Captain <laughs> Graybeard. Cat, dude, the, the captain, huge Brady fan. I uh I, I just I just can't believe. All right, like I said, I mean Kobe's not on the list, fine. Shaq's not on the list, fine. Or where you think Tom Brady should be is debatable. But if Michael Phelps isn't on the list of the most dominant athletes of all time, well, again, it's, is it, it's, it's insane. Is, to is me. it because of this crazy metric that they tried to use well, with a hundred million of like annual revenue? And like, is that what it is? I would assume USA Swimming has a hundred million of annual revenue. I don't know the answer I would to assume, that. I would but think, I don't know. I would think, but I don't know that. I obviously don't know that. Um. So, back to Brady and Manning, though. Two minutes to go. Fourth quarter, you're down four. Field goal won't get it done. Dude, give me Tom Brady. Yeah. Not, dude, and understand what yeah. I'm saying right now. Peyton Manning, no slouch. He is damn good. A it's, Hall of Famer for sure. An all-time great. Yes. Not just like, uh, he's, he's all right. Like, no. And yes. One of the best that have ever done it. If... I'll say this. This is how I know Brady's more dominant right here. If there were no Tom Brady, Peyton Manning probably would have more Super Bowls. And I could make the argument that we would be talking about Peyton Manning maybe being one of the greatest, that he may be the greatest quarterback of all time. Just like it's the same argument as with Kobe here and LeBron, where it's like if Peyton, if, if Tom Brady never existed, Peyton would be in that conversation of greatest of all time. Well, For who sure is it? Would. Joe Montana or Peyton Manning? That would be the combo. Just like the combo is now is who's the greatest of all time, you know, LeBron or Michael, and, and, and Kobe has been pushed out of the equation. Where's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on this list? Kareem is – I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm, Kareem, I'm, wait, hold on. Do you have the list? I uh, pulled up right here. Yeah, I got it. So, so you have the list. So, so there's no Kareem on that list. Okay, right? Do you, I have that right? Correct. There's no Shaquille O'Neal on that list? No Shaq on that That's list. That's crazy. Dude, where's Mike Tyson on that list? Boxers on this list include Manny Pacquiao and uh, Floyd Mayweather at number eight. Uh, I mean, Floyd's pretty goddamn dominant. You got 20 Brady, uh, 19 Pacquiao, 18 Mike Trout, uh, 17 Barry Bonds. Elise, Allison Felix is number 16 from track and field right there. Okay. Um, oh, well, if track and field in there, where the hell is Michael Phelps then? You've got Cristino Ronaldo at number 14. Lauren Jackson from the WNBA. Oh, see, now we're just getting clicks. And now we're You're just throwing Ronda Rousey see, on there. Dude, this is ESPN, bro. This is this is the thing. Like, let's include everybody. We got to make sure it's fair, equal, equality. Like, that's what this whole thing is. Well, that's I, why this network's such a joke. I, well, I understand that there's going to be athletes who've been dominant at their sport over over, you know, due to have been in the big three, because we all want to give the big three special treatment. All we right, do. That's fair, too. But in order for you to be that dominant, people have had to have and, known who you were. And if you're going to have track and field athletes in there, if you're going to have two track and field, as as, you, as as Usain Bolt is a part of it, too, and he definitely needs to be a part of that equation, where, where's Michael Phelps? Dude? People are telling me it's because Belichick was behind Tom Brady, and that's why he's lower than Peyton. I don't buy that argument at all. I don't buy that argument at all. And I'll tell you why. Why then, 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 dude, then, then strip Joe Montana because Joe Walsh was a Hall of Fame coach. 
Remember? System, system, system. Does, Meanwhile, dude, the West Coast offense is a system, and Montana like orchestrated that. Jordan played for Phil Jackson. Nobody wants to take away that. Exactly. I mean, like, come on. Exactly. Come on, dude, that Belichick-Brady argument is crazy. That guy was a six-round pick, and through grit and being felt like he got undervalued, worked his ass off to be as good as he possibly could be. I'm not looking to slight Peyton at all. As a matter of fact, if you want to give me Peyton Manning over Tom Brady, I'm not going to complain. As a matter of fact, if the Browns want to take Peyton Manning two years removed from the league, I'll take him right now. Get him out there. Sling it. But but dude, this dude, Tom Brady, man, this is a little disrespectful to Brady here a little bit, right? 20th? Dude, the guy's got five rings, bro. And he was a Belichick decision away from a sixth. Had they put Malcolm Butler out on the goddamn field, they win the game. So so where's the blame for Belichick on that? He completely botched it. So I can make the argument, dude, that that dude, that actually Belichick is in the way of Brady being even greater because he would have had another championship. Wow, this list is crazy wrong. Except for the fact that they got Tiger Woods at number one. Where where's where's Michael Jordan on this list? Is Michael Jordan not on the list? Oh, dude, if Michael Jordan's not on the list, it's over. It's not a very good list. If Michael Jordan is not on the list, that's crazy. (laughs) You got to end this conversation. Dude, people forget. People have revisionist history. Michael Jordan single-handedly saved the NBA. They were kind of in the doldrums of what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Nobody cares. cares." And then all of a sudden, this kid out of North Carolina comes and lights the whole goddamn league on fire. He rescued the NBA. That's a dominant person. And even though I want to give it to Tiger Woods, at the end of the day, NBA is a way more important sport to America. So, dude, edge it out and give it to LeBron James. See, that's how you know I'm at least willing to be fair to stuff. I'll put LeBron before my boy Tiger. This list is crazy. And you're right. Any list of dominant people, athletes at least, that doesn't include Kareem is nuts. Or Shaq, that's nuts. We'll pass out those Avenged Sevenfold tickets to end the program. That's next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. I'm going to pass out these event sevenfold tickets. Uh, but before we do, we got to throw ourselves underneath the bus. Fantone and I are dumb. Why? We're dumb. Why? We made huge mistakes. I didn't make a huge mistake. Nah, we did didn't. I? And actually, you're the one that led us down the path of making Son huge of mistakes. A bitch, what happened? That list of dominant athletes from ESPN was the last 25 years. Kareem wouldn't have been part of it. Ah. Anyway. So Kareem wouldn't have made it anyway. Okay. Now I don't. Well, that re- makes sense then. I don't remember the years. Would Jordan still be in? Like, is, am I that old? 25 years ago would be 93. So, so you're in the middle of Jordan's run. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Okay, so Jordan should be there. All right, well, the 25 thing at least makes a difference here. That does. That does. Uh, somebody asked me online, what about Dale Earnhardt and Jimmy Johnson being part of the list? And you say Jimmy Johnson was on the list. Number four. Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy was number four. That's about where Jimmy should be. I mean, dude, he whether you like the sport or not, again, much like golf, and I want to be like, dude, Tiger Woods dominant. Dude, Jimmy Johnson was dominant, is dominant. I mean, dude, I think it's seven titles that guy won. Now, I know Chad Knauss, his crew chief, had been caught doing some stuff that wasn't great, and they got in trouble a couple of times with the car and all that, but... Um, but Jimmy's great, man. He is great. And if I'm going to argue for Tiger, i got to argue for Jimmy. Barry Bonds is on the goddamn list. So, no, I'm not going to be like, oh, Jimmy Johnson, his cruise chief, might have put a little bit of too much, you know, air in the tires. Ah, ah. Little dude too much downforce on that turn, man. The tail end sloppy. I mean, if we really get into it, I'm sure all these people have some sort of allegation yes. of like, all right, well, what's happening here? But, but you're right, dude. If, if, if Barry Bonds is going to be on that list, then, yeah, then I'm all for... Uh, what's his name? The, the uh, Lance Armstrong? Because I don't, I don't care if people take steroids at all. But I mean, 
Mike Trout's on the list, and Michael Phelps isn't. I'm sorry. Like, and I'm not. Like I said, That's I'm fun. not trying to crap on Mike on Mike Trout. I'm not. But no, you're right. I I would have to I would have to admit that Michael Phelps was way more dominant than Mike Trout will ever be at baseball. I think people like to force the Mike Trout argument so baseball has somebody, somebody, something to, hang its somebody hat on. to hang its hat on. Right. Like, I just think, dude, it just, that game is suffering. And now I know we're about a week away from starting, right? right. But that game is suffering from a creating a star problem. Like, dude, I thought for sure, and here's how I know I was wrong. I thought, because I can't even remember the guy's name, but I thought for sure it was going to be that big kid from New York, from the Yankees, number 99, who's like seven feet tall, because he's a good looking kid. Oh, the home run derby. Um, yeah. He's a he's, Aaron Judge, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, I think, think you're right. But he's a big, good-looking kid. Got a cool number, 99. Plays for the right team, the Yankees. Um, he, you know, he's bigger than most regular baseball players. So there's a freak athlete aspect to him, and still nothing. Hey, now you got to give him some time. You know what I'm saying? Coming out, you're coming into your third no, season. So, yeah, little, but, but what I meant though is that like normally freaks of nature like that inside of a sport you cap, know it. captivate the, like the audience on some level, and baseball's just suffering that. I, I mean, listen, I I genuinely am excited to have baseball back on and I'm excited to watch it but that means opening day is coming soon and that's going to be all of Northeast Ohio like oh my god we love the Indians so much and then three days later it's over the season's too long <laughs> This I just think that's part of baseball's problem is that because I am one of those like the beginning of the season the first 30 games right. I'm all in like oh man this is awesome but once you get me to like game 50 and that's like dude 50 to through 90 I'm like okay guys I don't need this. And somebody who sits around in the afternoon doing absolutely nothing all day I will say I like baseball because it's day games in the middle of the week and it's like yeah dude I can throw this on and kind of play in the show and and you know okay. and, you know kind of like do whatever I want and still have something on but you're right dude I mean there's all this like oh my god the Cleveland home opener we all have to act like we're the biggest Indians fans ever it's sell out in two minutes in and game then, seven nobody right, there nobody there <laughs> I mean, I, I mean that kind of is, and I don't think that that's an Ohio problem with baseball. I think it's a baseball. But at problem. least then the weather's nicer. You know what I'm saying? Give oh. me, give me three weeks out. Give me, give me a month and a half into the season, and all of a sudden it's 78 degrees. Now, right now, wow. dude, a week from now, what is it going to be? 50. That's true. I mean, how many times have we seen it snow on opening day? But you're right. Once baseball starts getting underway, you know you're not too much longer away from halfway decent weather. You know when you're going to get decent weather? What August 6th. Because it's in the middle of summer, so uh, Event Sevenfold will be at Blossom. So will you. We'll take caller number 25 right now at 1-800-243-7625. Send you to see Event Sevenfold. Teresa will get you hooked up with another $1,000 this morning at 1010 on Rock 106.9. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See you. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.